you know, I don't want to spoil too much of the review, but uh, I can't wait for movies to be enjoyable again. Yeah, same. We are talking about The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. It's not Conjuring 3, because it's no? technically The Conjuring colon oh, whatever. The Devil. I mean, there's no 3 in the title. It's the third one. It is. It Well, I mean, in the mainline Conjuring uh, I don't movies, care. I don't care. But Stop. No. I gotta say it this. It doesn't matter. In the Conjuring universe, it's like the 10th movie. <sighs> Isn't that crazy? There's like 10 movies. It's ridiculous is what it is. Because there's three Conjuring movies. The Nun. Mm-hmm. That's four. Uh, La Llorona. Mm. That is in this universe. Oh, which it is? Actually, the director for La Llorona did this. Conjuring 3. Oh. Um, so that's five. And there's three Annabelle movies. And then they're working on a, on a movie for The Crooked Man. And I think there was an, maybe another Nun sequel. It's so, I mean, much. that is ten movies. Yeah. So, technically, this is, like, the eighth. Whatever, but, but I don't yeah. care. I think it's weird that Annabelle got more movies first than uh, The Conjuring did, the which Conjuring. actually set up everything. Yeah. Because it's Annabelle, Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, and Annabelle Comes Home. Maybe in that order. Maybe not in that order. I zoned out, like, five minutes ago. Hi, guys. <laughs> Haven't seen that one. Episode 11. We are back. We're back. We are talking about... A movie this week, isn't that weird? We're uh, we're we're mixing things up a little. Weird, yeah, that is weird. We're gonna be uh, talking about a movie. You know, I still uh, I still want us to eventually get like a big orchestral kind of opening to the pod. Not like ridiculous, but like just something that's cool. Maybe some some spicy lyrics we might like. You know, Ooh, spicy lyrics. I mean, like lyrics like the, that like the Red Hot Chili Peppers spicy, well, or like. Do you mean like the actual pepper or like the? No, the pepper, not the band. You know, it's funny you mentioned Red Hot Chili Peppers because uh, they are kind of in the news. What? Yeah, isn't really? that weird? Yeah, no, what no shit. What the hell? Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, we'll find, we'll we'll circle back around oh, to we're, it. We're, so. we'll, uh, oof. Not the whole band, just a, a member. So uh, uh, okay. we're back for episode 11. Yeah. Talking about The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Yep. We'll have our review at the end. Yeah. Uh, to be upfront with you guys. I'm not going to give a whole lot of thoughts right here, but we're not going to do the non-spoiler spoiler. We're just going to kind of talk about it because um, there's not a whole lot to really spoil with the yeah, movie. No. I mean, there's kind of a twist, I, I guess, guess. But it's I a mean, horror movie. I mean... Well, I mean, I, sure. I understand where you're coming from. Like, but it's like, going to be scary. Like, I, I don't know. There's not really any spoilers when it's just scary the whole time. This movie's scary? I jumped, like, once, I think. Because of the loud noises? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. Well, you had your own reaction to some stuff, but we'll, we'll oh, talk about well, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk yeah. about that later. But, yeah, um, just to be upfront with you guys, we don't have a whole lot to talk about with this actual movie, so no. this might be a bit shorter. Um, That's fine, because we talked your ear off last week, so. Yeah, last week was closing in on uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League as the yeah. longest episode. Uh, Justice League is still, like, a bit longer, because I think that one was closer to like 240, 245 mm. off off the dome. Yeah. Can't can't remember exactly, but but yeah, um we'll get to that at the end. And before that, we'll talk about news and before that, I will ask Becca how her week was. Ah. Uh, well, so how was your week? Oh. I didn't ask you yet. Oh, so. I see. Okay, can we can we try again? Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll stop it. Hold on. All okay. right. Click. All right, this is off. Uh Hey, how was your week? Oh, great. Thank you. Uh, well, I didn't have much of a week. It was pretty boring. Just got my second COVID shot, so... It's your uh, your second week at your new job? 
yeah, it is my second week at my new job. Loving it. It's great. Uh, creating a lot of things there that I've never uh, baked before. So I'm really excited for that. Didn't really play much Animal Crossing this week just because I was busy doing other We got to get you into but... a new game. Yeah, I, I do need a, a new game to, to play. Not that I, I don't like Animal Crossing. I, I'll, I'll forever love Animal Crossing. But yeah, it, it's just hard sometimes. I do like my daily tasks and then you know, build a little on my island, but it's, uh, and then you go play animal crossing. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Uh, it just gets a little mundane after a while. So spice it up a little bit. So if you guys have any game recommendations, I play casual games. Um, some platformers. Yeah. I got, I'm not very coordinated guys. Like, so, uh, I mean, gaming wise. Well, actually in real life too. I trip over everything. <laughs> I mean, in terms of like the Switch, it is kind of the more like casual platform. Yeah. A lot of a lot of arcadey type stuff. Yeah. A lot of side scroller. Yeah. Type games that are like always cheap that you can. Yeah. Pick so if up. you guys have any uh, cool games you like, hit us up. Yeah, hit us up at uh, on Twitter. You didn't do the plug. I'll do oh, the plug. Oh, sorry. Uh, Twitter at HST One Pod or uh, hit us up at uh, Gmail at HST One Pod at Gmail dot com. Yeah, and tell me what games I should play. And tell her what games so she I should can play. Talk about things during my week, other than I didn't really have much of a week. Mm-hmm. That Is was that my impression of me. Oh, okay, I thought we were doing a Kermit thing. No, that was my impression of me. Oh, yeah, well, it's pretty. Wow. Pretty so how was your week? Uh, yeah, not a whole lot either. Still bad about playing games, so nothing to report there. Uh, I guess I'll just address one of the, probably the best purchase I've made so far in terms of the video game reselling. So I actually saw a pretty good listing on Facebook Marketplace. Uh, it was an older woman. She was selling a bunch of PS3 games. They were all like three bucks a piece. Uh, started going through them and found like some $10, $15 stuff. Uh, she had some crazy shit in there though. Um... She had the Godfather, the Don's Edition, which is like a sixty to eighty dollar game typically, mm-hmm. three bucks. Uh, the Saboteur was in there, which is like thirty to forty. Like I said, a lot of ten to fifteen, some twenty dollar games. I got Godfather two as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of the other things that she had listed was a original. It's like a piano style PS3, mm-hmm. like the the big fucking ugly ones. Mm-hmm. They're huge. Um, but it was the bundle that came with uh, Metal Gear Solid 4. Um, I'm blanking. Oh, God. Tyler's going to kill me. I'm forgetting the uh, the subtitle to MGS4. I don't know. Sons of the... Not Sons of the Patriots. Go check on the box, quick. Oh, God. I can't do this to him. Tyler, I'm so sorry. Please, please go check. What is it? Is it Sons of the Patriots? Guns of the Patriots? Guns, Guns of the, of the Patriots. Patri- okay, cool. Hey, I was... You were close. I literally was one letter off. At two... What kind of sun are you talking about? Well, you can do S-U-N-S. Suns. Why would you? There are multiple suns. Shut up. Not in our galaxy. Who said I'm living in this galaxy, idiot? Okay, whatever. So, she was selling a bunch of games. This MGS4 bundle, PS3. It's not like... It doesn't have like artwork or anything on it. It's like the, the basic S uh, PS3. Although I believe that one's backwards compatible, which is kind of a big deal. Hmm. It can play... At the very least, PS2 games, maybe PS1. Cool. I'm not sure. I haven't done a whole lot of research in mm-hmm. it. But uh, what I did do research on was its price because she had it listed for like uh, 125 Looked it up. It's selling for like between 350 to 400 
yeah. to 450 and uh, it was complete in box. It mm-hmm. wasn't brand new, but it came with the original box. Mm-hmm. It came with all the cords. Uh, when I ended up looking at the controller, it was almost more of like a, an army green style color instead of like the standard black one. She did say that was the original one, but I, I don't think it was. But mm-hmm. it still looked like a uh, first-party Sony controller. Yeah. But ended up getting to... I think we agreed on like 160, which if you're keeping track of numbers in your yeah. head, that's already... A... I'm not. I'm bad at math. <laughs> Somebody might be. Um, <laughs> that's already a, a good deal. Yeah. So ended up going out to meet her, and she had more stuff. She actually told me she was prepping for a yard sale mm-hmm. that she had uh, coming up on the weekend. And I went through some of her other stuff. I picked up some first-party Sony controllers she had as well. As well, They were marked at 5 bucks a piece. Mm. Could get between 20 to 30 for them, depending. Nice. Uh, one of them's already RSVP'd, but I uh, got those. Tyler. And then to Tyler again. <laughs> I didn't want to put him on the spot again. I'm sorry, Tyler. <laughs> and the I got like a PlayStation Move bundle, which came with, uh, I think it's Sports Champions. The game is still sealed. And then it came with the the motion controller, which is kind of like a, it's like a Wii remote, yeah. but it has like a big ball at the, the ball end. at the end. Yeah. And then it came with the the camera, the PlayStation camera, and then like all the right cables and everything like that in the original box still. Nice. And that was she had it listed at or when we met up, uh, she wanted twenty for it, and value is around like eighty bucks for yeah. it. So yeah, um. When all said and done, I think I paid one eighty for everything. Yeah, and value less than two hundred for everything. Yeah, and value is around six to seven hundred. So that's that's a wheel and a deal. I still can't believe I got that. To be honest with you. Yeah, she just seemed like she wanted to get rid of it though. Well, I mean, I but for a reasonable price. Sure, I don't really want to talk about why she was getting rid of it, but she. You can just say it. I mean, I, I don't really want to dive into it too much, but okay, she was... well, now people want to know. Because you made a big deal about it. Okay, yeah. sure. So now we'll talk about it. Because <laughs> her husband passed away. Yeah, yeah, let's just talk about death, I guess, you fucking weirdo. Well, we're um, talking about a horror movie. There's not really... Later on. There's not really a whole lot of death in it, though. Um, so, yeah, her husband passed away. She was trying to get rid of all of his stuff, and... She uh, kept everything clean. He did, I mm. guess. Um, everything was new in box. Or not new in box, but complete in box. Yeah. All that stuff. All the games had their manuals, stuff like that. So, uh, super great deal. Glad I was able to snag that and help her out with clearing out the house a little bit. Oh, yeah. So, aside from that, uh, I made some random purchases here and there. Been uh, going to Target's. Uh, money's been okay, I guess. So, I've been kind of catching up a little bit on like figures that i've missed and stuff like Mm -hmm. that so just some random stuff here and there i guess that's about it for my week though yeah not a whole lot other than that so we'll just dive right into the news um starting off weird so i like it yeah you'll (laughs) maybe you'll like this okay so nominees for this year's british academy television awards also known as the baftas to most people yeah uh, who cannot attend the June 6th ceremony, which is... Is that today? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, because of COVID restrictions, can be can be beamed onto the red carpet as holograms. Hell Let yeah! Let me finish. Come on. Shut up. The technology <laughs> will be offered to TV stars who may be restricted to production filming. Sorry. Who may be restricted to production filming bubbles, as well as fans who would hope to line the red carpet. Fans have to sign up for a chance of being hologrammed. Successful fans will be able to ask their chosen celebrity a question live on the red carpet. And uh, after being offered a choice of digital red carpet outfits, their hologram will be introduced to their famous interviewee. 
That's so cool. Isn't that cool? We're living in the future, guys. Literally. We're going to get hologrammed onto the red carpet. That's yeah, amazing. I'm really curious. I mean, because something on paper is totally different than well, its execution. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really curious what it, like, it actually... What it'll actually look like. Yeah, but that's so cool sounding. Like, that's awesome. I just wanted to... It's a, it's a good start to the news week. Yeah. Just some random ass Star Trek shit. Hell yeah. Uh, so to actually double back on the movie where we reviewed last week, Quiet Place 2. Oh, okay. It has earned $57 million in its four-day domestic box office opening weekend, which makes it the highest domestic box office debut post-COVID. Wow, nice. Uh, what makes this kind of crazy uh-huh. is because they are roughly in line with, with what the movie was projected to make prior to the pandemic. Oh, okay. So obviously post uh, a lot of people are still not comfortable right with going out which is totally fine yeah. but the fact that the numbers are pretty much the, the same, same compared to good. what they were going to be when things were normal normal like yeah. that's pretty impressive for yeah. the movies so nice and uh towards the end of the news here we'll double back on quiet place and uh, some stuff that's coming up for it so i kind of threw this in here for you or me Becca. yeah pay attention over here oh um <laughs> martin freeman <gasps> i know him you know him i so, love him in a recent appearance on the Off Menu podcast, just wanted to shout them out. Maybe Martin Freeman, come on our podcast. Uh, you're, see, no. Because you're <laughs> going to say this shit, and, like, I would love to interview people, but, like, I don't have the technical know-how to do that and all. I mean, of course I can learn, yeah. but I just don't do that. Don't don't yell at celebrities to, to appear for stuff. Don't do that. It's okay. impolite. Okay, fine. Martin I'll Freeman. live my dreams elsewhere. Are you done? In a recent appearance on the Off Menu podcast, Martin Freeman criticized the practice of method acting in general, citing Carrie's behavior specifically working on Man on the Moon as a particularly particularly noteworthy culprit. I hate using that word, particularly. You have to sound it out too much, but... Particularly. So obviously Carrie, he's referring to Jim Carrey. Yeah. And we haven't seen the movie Man on the Moon, but we watched the... It wasn't a docu-series, but it was like the documentary... Uh, behind it. Oh, remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the name of that, but that was yeah. great. I remember yeah. really enjoying it from a few years ago. Yeah. So uh, Freeman's direct quote was, "It's the most self-aggrandizing, selfish, narcissistic, fucking bollocks I have ever seen." Freeman said, "When younger, I think it's quite common to think that completely losing yourself is the goal of acting because it feels grown up and it feels proper. But the older I've got, the more I don't really look to that." To be honest, it's quite a pain in the arse, he said arse, mm. when someone loses themselves. It is a massive pain in the arse because it's no longer a craft and a job. Yeah, I get that. I want to just shout out first. I'm having a tough time reading this shit. Uh, we got our COVID vaccines. Yeah, I already said that. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, yeah. Well, we you said that you did. <laughs> oh. But we both got round two today. I had mine yeah, five hours earlier day. than hers, yeah. so... I'm struggling to read and focus right now. I just want to call that out to you guys. Kind of why we're doing it the day of us getting our shots. Yeah, we didn't want to do it tomorrow just in case we were sick. If we're fucking destroyed. So please forgive me. I'm being an asshole. But You're always an asshole. You got me there. Uh, I can't think of any other noteworthy examples aside from Jim Carrey's yeah. Man on the Moon thing. Like offhand. Mm-hmm. But Well, what about... Uh, what's his face? Cult leader. Jared Leto. Uh, in the Joker. Oh, I mean... Remember, he was, he was like, sending people, like, weird shit uh, on set. Well, yeah, that was Suicide Squad. To, yeah, trying to get into the, like, 
persona of the Joker. Like, yeah. that's fucked up. I'm no, sorry, right. but, like, don't do that shit. No, I'm I'm glad you actually uh, yeah. thought of that, because I totally forgot. Yeah. That does remind me of Heath Ledger's Joker, which is yeah. not in the same vein. It, it ended a lot more solemnly. Somberly? Yeah. Whichever. Horribly. How about Horribly. that? That's a, that's that's a, good, a good word. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, to to keep going, I I can't even do transitions. I'm. Are you roasted. really that far gone? I mean, I just can't focus. You know what I mean? Uh, like yeah, I feel yeah, hazy. Yeah. yeah. So like me trying to like be witty and shit. Yeah. Like. Yeah, guys, we had COVID. Um, we got it from from our our jobs back in in January. And actually, like, you brought it home. Yeah, uh, yeah, I did. Even though uh, I was taking all the precautions I could. Uh. Yeah. So. We had it, and, like, this was part of, like, COVID for us, was, like, you just feel, like, hazy and out of it. So, <laughs> getting the shots, we're like, oh, man, we feel like this again. <laughs> so. I mean, like, I, I'd be fine to probably talk, and, you know, like, once yeah, we talk like, about the movie. Yeah, but, reading is different. But I'm trying to read trying and, to like... Trying to focus and read. So. Yeah, it's it's a little difficult right now, so... This one might be an interesting one. Interesting as in boring. Uh, ah! we'll, keep, we'll keep moving on. So... Collider reported that Taylor Swift has been allegedly cast in the new David O. Russell film. Uh, this doesn't have a, a whole lot of official confirmation yet in terms of the film itself, uh, but the film is thought to be titled Canterbury Glass, as well as being an original concept by Russell set in the Depression era. It, it will also be Russell's first film since 2015. He directed Joy with Jennifer Lawrence. Mm. He's most known for American Hustle, Silver Linings Playbook, and The Fighter. Uh, but other names that are tied to this project, allegedly, are Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, John David Washington, who is protagonist mm-hmm. from Tenet. Just, I, I was calling that out to you just to make sure you remember his name. Uh, Rami Malek, uh, Zoe Saldana, who plays Gamora, uh-huh. uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, Chris Rock, Mike Myers, Robert De Niro, Michael Shannon, and Timothy Oliphant. What and Timothy kinda... Oliphant is uh, Santa Clarita Diet, yeah. who's also in... Uh, I, I feel like the first role I saw him in was The Office. When he was... Uh, I know who he is. I, I was just talking about the guy. <laughs> oh. I'm not talking to you all the time. So what? What do you want to say? What kind of movie is this going to be that has all these people in it? Well, uh, here, let me let me break it down a little bit. So, American Hustle, <laughs> offhand, I remember Christian Bale, Jeremy Renner, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, and Amy Adams were in it, at the mm. very least. There's probably more people. I think maybe Benedict Cumberbatch might have been in that. I could be wrong. I would have watched it if he was in it. So. Okay, well, I now think he was in Now somebody's going to call me out and say he was in it, and I'm just a fake fan. I but think he was do in... it. Do it. I dare you. I think he was in a minor <laughs> role, if anything. So, like I said, I'm just trying to remember off the top of the head. I think uh, Joel Edgerton was in it as well. Mm. But, like, this is the thing, is... um. David O. Russell is typically known for bringing together these ensemble casts oh, okay. for basically Oscar bait movies that oh. are uh, typically kind of forgettable. And when I was younger, here's the thing. I don't want to sound ignorant talking about this, but I want to kind of put this out here because mm-hmm. if people hear us talking about David O. Russell without addressing this stuff, I, I just want it out there. Uh, when I was younger, like I used to think they were great, like high school age, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I've heard... And I guess this comes out every few years and, like, nothing ever gets done about it. He's, like, the worst fucking human being ever. Oh, really? Uh, There were articles that came out when American Hustle was, I think, after it came out that Amy Adams cried nearly every day on set. Oh, my God. Because he harassed her so much. Do not hurt Amy Adams. Well, yeah, she's (laughs) she's incredible. Um, And I forget the... It was a movie starring George Clooney, and I forget what the movie title was. Uh It might be I Heart Huckabees, but I could be wrong on Mm. that. But I guess 
Russell was just going off on people all the time and Clooney was trying to get him to calm down. Yeah. And eventually, uh, like, they literally got in, like, a, a face-to-face type, like, David O. Russell got in his face, he's like, fucking hit me type shit. Yikes. And I think uh, it came to a head because Russell put Clooney in a headlock. Shit like that. Yeah, yeah. What? And um, there was also news that came out that um, I think it was his... Oh, fuck. I don't want to fuck this up. It's yeah. important. Yeah. Uh, I think it was his niece who was trans. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had le- allegedly touched her when she was underage and shit like that. And Gross. like this, I guess this stuff comes out every few years yeah, and like people are shocked it. by it. And like he never gets canceled and oh, shit like that. Course. I guess it happened with joy as well. Like he was, mm. re- and like he's worked with Jennifer Lawrence right. on two movies before that yeah. at the very least. And like, he's just always like scream at her and shit like that. And like, I guess he's just, an awful human. Yeah, he's that cool. type. Well, it's ironic, too, because you'd think, like, almost like the um, the Alfred Hitchcock type, where it's yeah. like, you know, like, yeah, he harasses the cast and, like, shit like that, like, doesn't fly now. Right. But, like, the movies that he produces are great and yeah. whatever, but it's like, I mean, David O. Russell just makes mediocre, mediocre Oscar bait movies that people forget about. I mean, when's the last time you heard somebody talk about Silver Linings Playbook? You know what I mean? Years. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, and he hasn't been doing shit since 2015. Right. And I yeah. think it's because uh, he was working on a different movie for a different studio and they cut him uh, because of shit that yeah. was coming out. So, uh, I just want to throw this out here. I like all these actors. Yeah. I'll pro- we'll probably end up watching this movie. Uh-huh. Uh, he just sounds like the worst kind of yeah. troglodyte human troglodyte. being. Troglodyte. So. Do troglodytes even deserve that? Mm, I don't know. I don't that's think a good so. question. But I just wanted to put all that out there. I know it was a bit overwhelming, and it's very possible I got some of it wrong. Uh, I didn't want to have, like, a full article, like, dedicated yeah. to that just on the podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wanted to make sure all that information was out there, though, and we weren't keeping it surface level. Like, I liked these movies when I was younger. Yeah, like, I yeah, want to at least yeah. address it, because when you're younger, you just like the movie, but, like, it's important to be educated on, like, yeah, what happens. Behind it. Specifically, if it's awful shit like this. Yeah. So... Exactly. I mean, I think even, um, I remember hearing Christian Bale, like, called him, like, a fucking asshole, like, when he kept antagonizing Amy Adams on American Hustle. Yeah. Like, shit like that. Like, it's, like, it's not needed. No. Especially when your movies are so middle of the road. So, yeah. moving on, though, we're gonna move on to just some wacky-ass Kevin Feige shit, because okay. I'm convinced this man has never seen a movie aside from an <laughs> MCU movie, and has never read anything but a comic book. Probably. So, he recently did an interview with Rolling Stone on WandaVision, and how they came up with the title for the show. So, keep that in mind. You know what the show's about. All the, the shit that it's happens. It's about so. Wanda and Vision. Yeah, and like, her, her mental uh-huh. uh, struggles and everything. So, this is his direct quote. I didn't want to call the show Wanda and Vision or the Scarlet Witch and Vision. I was at the AFI, which is the American Film Institute, okay. luncheon in 2018, and I remember looking at the board where it listed the top 10 films and seeing Black Klansmen. I remember thinking, how cool is that? They just mushed those two words together and the audience just accepts that as a title. So I think Spike Lee for making Black Klansmen... Uh, yeah, so I thank Spike Lee for making Black Klansman. I know that's the weirdest connection ever, but that's how it came about. And I'm going to show you how Black Klansman is spelled, because it obviously has the word, or like the letters KKK in it, back right. to back like yeah. that. And the movie is about the KKK yeah. and everything like that. That's what I was going to say. I thought that that's what that movie was about. Like, so that's why it was spelled that way. Yeah, so what is... He was just an idiot. <laughs> yeah, 
fucking like Kevin Feige, like when he talks about comic books and shit. Yeah, he's great. When he tries to talk about anything that doesn't have a superhero in it, he sounds like a fucking idiot. Well, I I liked how they were just mashed together. So they just I, mushed those two I, words together, I, I just, and people accepted it. Like, uh, yeah. Okay. So just fucking weirdness. I feel like I feel like he addressed it was, that it was weird, though. At least, yeah. but I mean, like. Come on. Like, I feel like it was better before I knew this information. You know, and I just thought like, oh, yeah, like they just, this title. Just keep it as cute. fucking surface level as a kiddie yeah. pool. It's, yeah. It looks funny together when you mush it. Uh-huh. Uh, to keep on the trend of superheroes, though, uh, Chris Hemsworth confirms. Every time I read Chris Hemsworth, I think of the, the Red Letter Media thing when uh, Mike, Jay, and Rich are talking about an MCU movie, uh-huh. and Rich keeps calling him Chris Helmsworth. Helmsworth. <laughs> and Mike just, he interjects, he's like, who are you talking about? <laughs> and Rich is like, what? And he's like, Hemsworth. It's Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry. He's like, don't apologize to me. Apologize to Chris Helmsworth, who always <laughs> thinks you're talking about him. It's oh fucking great. God. I love uh, Red Letter Media. Anyway. Love it. Chris Hemsworth. Confirms that Thor Love and Thunder has wrapped filming. Mm-hmm. This was his quote. I think he posted this on Instagram. Uh, that's a wrap on Thor Love and Thunder. The film is going to be batshit crazy, off the wall funny, and might also pull a heartstring or two. Lots of love, lots of thunder. Buckle in, get ready, and see you in cinemas. And it is scheduled to come out May 6th of 2022. Cool. I mean, I like anything Taika Waititi does. Yeah. So I don't doubt this for, for a second. Mm-hmm. What I do, uh, I mean, speaking of YTT, though, I really want to watch that, uh, what is it, Dark Shadows, his vampire movie that got turned into an FX show. I really want to watch that. I've heard yeah. it's really good. Both of them, the movie and the show. But but yeah, cool. Just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah. I'm having such a hard time articulating. It's fine, though. I'm getting the news out there. I'm kind of... It's the news. Um, no, no fun transition. This is just cool. This sounded neat. So, uh... Jacob Ellerdy and Zachary Quinto have been cast in He Went That Way. The true crime story follows a celebrity animal trainer and his famous TV chimp during their fateful encounter with serial killer Larry Lee Raines. Or Rannis? R-A-N-E-S. Do you know anything about this? Because I was really hoping you would. Uh, It sounds vaguely familiar to me, but like I don't know a lot about it. Because this sounds wild. It does sound wild. It, I I could if we had time I would get my encyclopedia of serial killers out and check but uh I'm not gonna do that live on on stream so <laughs> live on stream it's just so cool that like movies are see this is why I love movies at yeah. their core like weird shit can keep coming out about yeah. stuff that like quote unquote really happened right I mean if you want to look at Conjuring three it said that it was based on a true yeah. story but I mean you got to take that with a grain of salt yeah. But, like, shit like this, like, if this really happened, which I don't really doubt, right? that's that's wild. I, yeah. Yes, I want to watch a movie or a show or anything about it. It didn't specify if it was a movie or a show, though. Mm. But regardless, I am down yeah. for... Uh, well, yeah, because didn't we talk about a couple weeks ago the, the dating show Serial Killer? I think it was last gonna, week. Yeah. They're going to make that into a... With uh, Anna Kendrick, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally here for. I'm. I'm sorry, but I'm. I am so over Ted Bundy, and I am so over Jeffrey Dahmer. Come at me if you want, but like, 
I mean, there's stories so... that's been told. I mean, yeah, like, exactly. there's... and they're boring. And can... they don't deserve the limelight anymore. You can do true crime and, like, have, like, these weird instances. Even, yeah. like, the, um... I forget the guy that we watched, um, the documentary on, but, like, he was the guy who admitted to, like, killing hundreds and hundreds of people just to get clout for it. Oh, yeah. Do you remember his name? Henry, Henry Lee, Lee Lucas, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was cool, and it was still pretty, like, grounded. Like, yeah. he just admitted to doing all this mm-hmm. shit, but it's, like more different than like what you're saying like with all the the bundy and Dahmer stuff uh, yeah. like we can talk about that shit but like if we're gonna keep doing true crime like yeah can we keep and, it and let's interesting? stop casting like disney like post like don't you dare shit talk zach efron x yeah no 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 i'm not no i'm not shit talking zach efron i was saying let's stop like casting ex disney stars as serial killers to make it more likable to for the audience wasn't uh jeremy renner jeremy uh, renner was in the old i don't i don't know what they're called i don't know the titles of these movies but he's in an older jeffrey dahmer movie and as then, dahmer though yeah yeah okay. and then ross lynch uh who used to be on disney the disney show austin alley hmm. um he played dahmer as well most recently i got you but that's i feel like they're just like oh yeah let's get like these quote-unquote like hot actors like to play these serial killers so that people will watch our movie like no they're serial killers stop stop romanticizing them true (laughs) true 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 speaking of serial killers i mean kind of because we're going to be talking about god of war kratos killed a lot of fucking people he'd be a serial killer does that make him a serial killer though he has killed multiple people Uh, he has killed literal thousands but by definition i I don't want to go into this. no come on do it we're we're already here (laughs) is kratos a serial killer that's the title of the podcast he's not write that down that might be the title is kratos a serial killer but I will explain to you why he's not once I finish writing this. Okay. She can't I can do both. Stop so working. We'll have to uh, take a pause The here. brain only works one thing at a time. Well, you write that down. I'll actually confirm the news that's going on here. So head of PlayStation Studios, Herman Hulst, confirms that God of War Ragnarok has been pushed back to 2022. It was supposedly supposed to be coming out in 2021. We were never given any sort of date, not even a season like fall or winter or anything, but... That got confirmed to get pushed back to next year. Totally fine. I want that game to be as flawless as it can be. And then just to uh, piggyback on that, he also said that uh, Horizon Forbidden West is on track to launch this holiday season, but it is not set in stone yet. So Mm. we just had the uh, the state of play, I believe, Mm -hmm. and they showed all the game. Excuse me. And they showed all the gameplay for Horizon Forbidden West, Mm -hmm. but I'm glad that they're being transparent. Like, hey, it's on track for this. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. I mean. Horizon makes money. These Sony first-party properties, for the most part, all make money. So if they need to take more time, who cares? You know, it's totally fine. Yeah. It would rather... Uh, I forget the uh, the one quote, but it's like... Um, a rushed game will forever be bad. Mm-hmm. But like... I don't know. I'm fucking everything up. I'm sorry. We'll move past that. We get the idea. S- say it. your thing. I think that was a Miyamoto quote. Okay. Say your thing. Oh, uh, well... Is Kratos a serial killer? No, he's not. I don't think so. Yeah, why? Well, wait, wait, why... Why does he kill people? 
why does he kill yeah, people? Yeah, like explain that to me because I'm not very familiar with it. So and then the, I'll tell you if he's a serial killer. In the original games, because we're not talking about the reboot God of War, because he he is the same character but he has a different mentality and shit okay. like that. Uh, the main Kratos story is like he was a Spartan warrior. Uh-huh. Uh, I think he made he he was great at killing like for the wars and yeah. shit like that. Uh, I think he made a deal with Ares, who was the god of war, mm-hmm. to to maybe be super strong or something like that. I never played the original games. I didn't even play three, um, but I know what happens is Kratos's wife and daughter get killed, and that's why Kratos is white because he's actually covered in their ashes. Oh right, right. right and right. after that, he's kind of on like his revenge quest to kill the god of war, which he eventually does. And then from there, he keeps killing all the gods of the Olympus just so. There's no more gods. He just wants all of them dead. Also, Zeus is his father. Mm-hmm. So he wants to kill dad. But, like, he has to work his way up and he kills everybody. Like, Poseidon, uh, Hades, uh, the fast one, uh, Hermes. Uh, come on, I got it. Or the flying one, whatever. See, in my brain, I thought of the uh, the blue version from Hercules. Oh, my God. Which, I, it was yeah. still Hermes. So. Yeah. But, yeah, so he kills just because. And then in God of War, the... 2018 um he does it to oh god i'm getting put on the spot here fuck i don't remember why i haven't played that game for three years so that's fine uh i wouldn't really consider him a serial killer then why not i mean i would consider him more of a revenge like he's just seeking revenge which is why he's killing people what constitutes a serial killer okay so by definition a serial killer has to kill like two or more people uh, with a period of waiting in between. That's how, like, the FBI classifies it. I mean... The period of waiting isn't necessarily, like, said, but, like, it, it, it's different than, like, spree killing. Like, spree killing is, like, okay, it all happens, like, right at once. If you want to get technical, he does kill all the gods, and that's when he leaves... And then in, like, the the reboot, you know, like, the 2018 God of War, he picks up killing again. Mm. So, I mean, would that constitute a serial killer? Because there is a period of time where he stops. Hmm. I mean, I guess if we're solely basing it on that, maybe. But, like, also serial killers have, like, there's, like, a lot of, like, psychological stuff that's going on, like, behind all of it. Like, masochism and all that gross stuff, so. I mean, Kratos was fucking crazy. Until, like, the newer ones where he calmed down and... Yeah. That might be interesting to do, like, a, a podcast on. Because, like, I don't know. Like, you we're know about... right now. No, no, but, like, an actual... Because we're just off the cuff. Oh, yeah. Shooting the shit, you know. But, like, actually sitting down, that might be fun. Yeah. I don't know. Guys, but... let us know your thoughts. Hit us up on Twitter or Gmail. Let us know. Do you think Kratos is a serial killer? Yes. No. <laughs> Speaking of... No. Um... <laughs> We're actually going to bring this back around to what you said about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Samara Weaving, uh, Max Minghella, which he was actually the um, the new detective in the Spiral movie. Okay. So, the one that Chris Rock partners with. Yeah. Um, Flea. So, that's why. Cause Flea oh, is, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Samara Weaving, Max Minghella, Flea, and Damon Guptan have been cast alongside Margot Robbie and Brad Pitt in, uh, forgive me, uh, Damien Chazelle's Babylon, set in the late 1920s during the movie industry's transition from silent films to talkies. Babylon explores the rise and fall of multiple characters, 
And uh, around town, the project has been described as the Great Gatsby on steroids. All right. The story features both fictional and historical characters. While most of the new additions, sorry, while most of the new additional roles are being kept in the canister, it is believed that Minghella is playing Irving Thalberg, the famous producer who was MGM's head of production in the 1920s and 30s, and after whom the prestigious Irving G. Thalberg Award, given by the Academy of Motion Pictures and Arts and Sciences, is named after. The picture will shoot in L.A. and Paramount is planning a platformed release, opening it limited, limitedly December 25th of 2022, so next year, mm-hmm. before going wide on January 6th of 2023. Now... I had this whole blurb. Maybe you don't know why. Uh, Damien Chazelle is most known for his films First Man, which was the Ryan Gosling sad spaceman movie. Oh, okay. I have not watched that. But he also did Whiplash and La La Land. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I love Whiplash. Yeah. Thoughts? Uh, none coming to my head. <laughs> I mean, like, aside from the great cast, aside from the great sounding cast, like, I'm always down for, like an exploration and like yeah. almost like a deconstruction of the film industry. Cause like you can, you can argue that happened in like once upon a time in Hollywood yeah, where like Tarantino kind of like right. peek behind the curtain in type yeah. of that. So, I mean, if we're taking that approach here, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm and it'll, be, it'll be really interesting too. Um, just like based on the time period and like what was happening in the film industry then too. So yeah, it was a huge transitional yeah. period. Uh, I don't know why Should it didn't be interesting. In... Good. Are we good? You didn't say you're good yet. So. Yeah. Good? Okay, cool. Sure, good. All right, cool. She's good. I don't know why I didn't well, include Well, then I this. was going to... Yep, yep, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I don't know why I didn't include this uh, before with uh, God of War and Horizon, but Team Asobi officially announced as the newest addition to PlayStation Studios. They will be focused on developing, quote, colorful games for all ages. Uh, formed from the team behind Astrobot and Astro's Playroom, uh, but now their own... Sorry. But now they are their own new studio, and they are in Tokyo. So cool. I loved Astro's Playroom. Yeah, it was really cute. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you watched and maybe played some I played of that? some. Yeah, that game's incredible. Yeah. It's, like, literally a glorified tech demo. Yeah. But, like, that game's like great. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you, if you can't afford to get a game, like, right away yeah. with your PS5, if you can get a PS5, yeah. it's still great. Like, you can still spend a good bit of hours in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this next bit... It's going to be a lot of movies that are going to be premiering at Cannes Film Festival, which is an international uh, movie ceremony festival. Yeah, even I know what that is. So, I'm like, just it's saying. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> so it actually will begin on June 6th and continue until June 17th. So it's going for like a week and a half. Yeah. And then these are just the ones that kind of sounded interesting to me that I just put some little blurbs about. Uh, I'm not sure, just a disclaimer, I'm not sure if they are foreign movies or if they just premiering there first. Um... But yeah, let's uh, we'll get right into it. So, Tom McCarthy's Stillwater, starring Matt Damon and Abigail Breslin, the film follows an oil rig roughneck who travels to France to visit his daughter in prison for a murder she didn't commit. All right, interesting. I'm down for it. I like Matt Damon. Um, Julia Ducournau's, sorry, it's uh, D U C O U R N A U. It's hard. So, okay. I'm just trying to give the the rundown. Uh, so her film Titane, it's T I T A N E. Uh, she's no known for her movie Raw from 2016, which I am familiar with. I haven't seen it. I've heard it's good though. 
Uh, the only information on the film is the following synopsis. Uh, a young man with a bruised face is picked up by the airport, sorry, is picked up by airport customs officers. He claims to be Adrian Legrand, who disappeared as a child 10 years ago. For Adrian's father, Vincent, a long nightmare has finally come to its end, and he takes the young man home. At the same time, a series of gruesome murders is ravaging the area. All right, I'm down so, for that. That's the only explanation we're given. Check that box. Yes, sir. And, uh, like, just, um... Because I looked up the name. Because the name by itself just sounds interesting. Uh Uh-huh. And I couldn't find anything else aside from that. And, like, there's one screenshot from the movie. So, thought that sounded cool. I'm I'm pretty sure it's French. Fairly certain it's French. No, I know. I'm just saying that this is one that I am pretty sure is uh, a foreign movie. And our last one here is going to be Sean Baker's Red Rocket. The film follows a washed-up porn star who returns to a small Texas hometown. I'm down for that. Like, if it's, like... Eh, not really a we'll comedy, see. like if it's more of like a, a serious yeah. deconstruction, maybe. I'm down for that. We'll see. Uh, so that's it for the Cannes Film Festival stuff. We're actually going to be talking about the first trailer for Lisa Joy's Reminiscence, starring Hugh Jackman, Rebecca Ferguson, and Than Thandiwe? Oof, that's rough. Uh, T-H-A-N-D-I-W-E. Uh, Newton. A scientist discovers a way to relive your past and uses the technology to search for his long-lost love. Whilst a private investigator uncovers a conspiracy while helping his clients recover lost memories. So we actually saw the trailer for this before uh, Conjuring 3. Mm-hmm. And thankfully we didn't have to look it up afterwards. It's always nice seeing theaters on the big screen. Er, it's always nice seeing trailers on the big screen mm-hmm. in the theaters. But uh, what did you think of it? I thought it was really interesting looking. Uh, I... I'm interested to see where it goes because it, it's a concept that hasn't been done before. So I will definitely give it uh, points on that. I, I like originality. I can't say that it hasn't been done before with like kind of reliving memories type thing. Okay. Well, that's been done before, but like this specific concept of like the water levels have risen and society is falling apart. And they literally say in the trailer, like, society is like falling apart and all people have is nostalgia Mm -hmm. so like they want to look back on on their happier times and everything so i i meant it more more so as like that like society is crumbling and we want to relive our past like i don't think uh a movie's really done that not that i've seen anyway yeah it's it's definitely a a form of escapism which for me it reminded me of ready player one where everything i didn't watch that okay well i haven't seen the movie i read the book um, the world's just super shitty and everything, and like people go into the VR oh, to kind of yeah. escape everything. Mm-hmm. It, it's very similar. But yeah, I'm down for this too. Uh, you had mentioned the water level. I didn't actually say that in the synopsis here. But yeah, they, they show in the trailers that for some reason, like, assumedly the polar ice caps yeah. melted, which is super possible. And shit started getting flooded. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, they I remember they specifically said, like, there's not really much of a future. So people started yeah. looking back, which. Yeah people would totally do like if you got nothing like if shit's fucked basically like at its core then yeah people are gonna start remembering the good shit so to keep on the trend of trailers first trailer for neil blomkamp's horror thriller demonic came out film is gonna come out on august 20th which is really soon Mm -hmm. and i'm very excited to see that me too we just watched the trailer it looks i um I'm not familiar with the the director's work. 
um, but Kenny was. And so when we watched the trailer, I said, well, I feel like this movie could uh, go like one of two ways. Like, you know, sometimes the movies kind of blow their load in the in the trailer and show all the cool shit. So uh, the trailer looked like really cool and there was a lot of cool shit happening. So I was thinking, okay, well, either they, they just showed us like all the cool shit that's going to happen in the movie or this movie's going to be really fucking good. So I, I'm hoping for the... Uh, the latter. If he was a first-time director, I'd probably agree with yeah. you. But just because I like District Nine, mm-hmm. and I remember liking Elysium, um, kind of a bit more hopeful. Yeah, definitely. So we'll definitely and see. That's good. I still wish that Neil Blomkamp got around to making that. I think he was he was making an Alien movie, mm-hmm. which since he has such a hand on sci-fi, that would have been yeah. really fun to see. Mm-hmm. I think he was. It was, he was working on an alien property and, uh, I think Halo, like, for a little bit. Yeah. Like, when they wanted Halo to kind of be, like, a a film. Yeah. Or a TV franchise. Um, so to keep on the trend with weird shit. I do like weird shit. Oreo is running a limited time promotion to make contact with aliens. (laughs) Hold up. I'll let you get all this out now. What? You want me to keep going, or are you good? I, I, I just don't understand. Well, I've just been thinking of, like, all the crazy Oreo flavors I've been seeing and people hating on, and now they're trying to contact aliens. Like, wh- who is in charge of Oreo? Who Who is Oreo CEO? <laughs> so it's called the Oreo Offering Campaign. No. <laughs> where you pay $3 to get a limited edition pack of Oreo cookies. Only $3? Which will allow you to attempt to make contact. The instructions read on the front of the packaging, place an Oreo cookie on the center of this pack and put it within clear view of the sky as an offering to our new friends. Just so you What's know. What's going on? Just so you know, and just so everyone else knows, I bought these. Oh, you did? Oh, hell yeah. yeah thank God. I was going to say, uh, they're only $3. Like, Oreos are more expensive than $3 at the fucking grocery store. So. It was $3 flat. You didn't pay shipping or anything like that. And it was limited to a few thousand. Guys, so. Oreo knows something. Well, here's or, the... I'm... No, you gotta listen. Okay. So the reason... <laughs> I, I kind of see where this is headed anyway, but I'm still kind of down for it. Fortnite's new season is going to be alien-themed, oh, okay. which, I mean, the yeah. odds of that happening, you know, the timing that yeah, yeah, two yeah. companies yeah. would do something alien-themed. Don't mean to deflate anything. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, still, to have promotional Oreos like that from weird shit, like, <laughs> I wanted that, so shit. I still think it might be cool, though. What the fuck? That's what kind the... of age are we living in where we're going to hologram people onto the red carpet and Oreos running a promotion to contact aliens? This is the future. <laughs> Hologram Oreos to the aliens to appease our new overlords. Hell yeah. I'm trying to think of a... I'm trying with this. Just stop. <laughs> Hologram my Oreos to please the aliens. Put that down. I want to keep that. I still like as Kratos a serial killer. Yeah, 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 yeah but put that down too. Ugh. I don't even know what you said. You were stumbling through it. Hologram the Oreos to, to please the aliens. I like that. I like this shitty segment where we, like, Becca physically writes down fucking <laughs> podcast titles. Because, like, I'm going to forget it. Yeah. And, like, I don't even bother typing it down because I'm blasting through the news and shit. But uh, we're just going to keep going. So this is ironic. And I'm very curious how things actually panned out. Um, 
Mission Impossible 7 has shut down filming in wake of a positive coronavirus test. Not really a big deal. This shit yeah. happens. But back in December, audio came out of Tom Cruise fucking berating people on the crew because they were standing too close together, which at the time was violating COVID safety precautions. Yeah. This was back when things kind of started coming back. Like like I said, around right. December. So people were kind of starting. like. Yeah. Slowly things were opening yeah. up, you know, not even the vaccines were coming right. out yet. It was like slowly getting back to work and there was audio that came out and like people were just standing like total disregard for it. Yeah. And Tom Cruise like fucking pays for the movies. Right. So like he went off. Like yeah. he was pissed. He's yeah. like, if I see anyone doing it again, you're gone. Like you're not working in Hollywood anymore. Damn. Like that's, but like you got to commend the man well, too. Yeah. Because like. This is your job, and if you're yeah. putting so much money into it, and if people aren't taking it seriously, yeah. then get them out and grab somebody who will. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, I know, like, for the most part, people are kind of siding with him, which, yeah. like, yeah, like... Well, good for him for standing up, honestly, because it is a really serious issue, and it's affected many, many people, and a lot of people just don't take it seriously. So good for him for calling people out on their shit. Uh, I don't mean to, to pause things too much, but I forgot that I actually have a screenshot of what the... The Oreos look like. So I'm what just showing, showing Becca right here. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, I just remembered because our next bit of news I'm going to show you a picture for as well. So to, to bounce back to the Cannes Film Festival for a second. The uh, the chief there, um, Thierry Frameau, sorry, reveals... Fromage. Nope. Reveals he has seen Ana de Armas' Marilyn Monroe biopic Blonde. And he just called it beautiful. Uh, I didn't know this was the thing. Ana de Armas is most known for being our main girl from Knives Out. Oh, okay. The, the caretaker yeah. type woman. Uh, he says they wanted to screen it at Cannes, but Netflix declined. So I guess this is a Netflix exclusive. Huh. And, I mean, if you've seen her, you wouldn't think Marilyn Monroe. Right. Like, from the way that she looks. But uh, pictures came out of, like, what she looks like. Damn. And showing Becca good. now. Yeah. Yeah, she looks great. Wait, hold on. I don't want to sound ignorant, but I thought she was not white. Uh, I'm not sure if she is, actually. She might not be. Oh, okay. So, I'm not sure. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, like... Like I said, I'm not familiar at all with the movie until they brought this up, so maybe this was addressed previously. I'm not too sure. But, but yeah. No, it's fair to talk about. Um, so, to bounce back a little to the weird shit, uh, Minecraft has been 10 DLC? Why? Listen. It includes... (laughs) It includes a story mode where you collect alien DNA to have access to Ben's aliens, and you use them to fight iconic villains like Kevin Eleven, Zombozo, and Vilgax. It also has a free roam mode where you get all the aliens instantly instead of needing to find them. The villains are also included in this free roam mode, too. There was a, a trailer that came out for this. You literally find alien DNA, you get to, like, use their powers and shit, and it's all in Minecraft. I wanted to look this up, um, but I don't have Minecraft on my PlayStation. Right. And you have... We have Minecraft on the Switch. I didn't know if it was on there, and I didn't uh, really want to yeah. set all that shit up and do whatever, but I want to play this. Yeah. I remember years ago, like, when Minecraft was still, like, the thing to yeah. watch, I remember there were mods that would come out for Pokemon. Oh, like, okay. Pokemon would be roaming around, and you would craft Pokeballs and catch cool. them, and you could level them and That's shit cool. like that. This is what it reminds me of, but yeah, like, this is awesome. Damn. Um, to kind of talk about some shitty stuff. Sorry to ruin some childhoods here. Oh, great. Uh, Drake Bell. 
Oh, shit. I saw this. Has been charged in Cuyahoga County, which is in Ohio, with disseminating matter harmful to juveniles and attempted endangering children. Fox 8 News has learned that he allegedly engaged in an inappropriate chat with the victim that, at the time, was sexual in nature. Court documents show Bell appeared in Cuyahoga County Court on Thursday of this week. Uh, At that time, he entered a not guilty plea and was freed on a $2,500 personal bond. The alleged incident happened on December 1st of 2017, and Bell tweeted in October of 2017 that he was scheduled to play Cleveland's The Odeon Concert Club on December 1st of 2017. Fox 8 News has learned that Bell is expected to enter a plea of no contest or guilty to the Bill of Information. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Nothing is sacred anymore. No. People are shitty. I mean, what are you gonna... People have always been shitty. Yeah. But now we're just aware of their shittiness. You know, whatever happened to Josh Peck, though? Remember he was like a Vine guy? Oh, yeah. He was like huge on He never came back on TikTok, did he? I don't think so. Probably made enough money he didn't have to do that shit anymore. I feel like Josh Peck is a king. How so? I don't know. He just has, like, king energy, you know? Always has. Like I said, I haven't... Like, look at his glow up. (laughs) True, true. (laughs) That alone. King shit. Can you can you stop? Let's get back to the pedophile. Come on, we gotta oh, wrap it. Come on, I was trying to lighten things up a little I bit. I know. I didn't really want to put this, but it is important, and not a whole lot to talk about with it, but I want that information to be out there. It's yeah. shitty. Don't, don't, don't look up to anybody. Not no, that I looked yeah. up to Drake Bell, but I mean, yeah. we grew up with him. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Whether it was on the Amanda show, or Drake and Josh, yeah. or I feel like he had another something i don't know maybe but still uh we'll keep moving on though so amelia clark most known as being daenerys targaryen from Mm -hmm. game of thrones explains why she's joining the marvel cinematic universe in secret invasion i think we reported like a month or so ago that she was cast in that right uh her direct quote i just think what they're doing right now is so exciting and cool and so on the cutting edge of it i feel like they're the apple of this world is that what she thinks, or is she just getting paid a lot of money? Holy shit, you called it. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, when I, like, I saw this, and I'm like, dude. That seems like, fake as fuck. Because, like, I looked, <laughs> yeah, because, like, I, I'm aware of her filmography, like, yeah. post-Game of Thrones. She's mm-hmm. made, like, two, like, romantic movies uh-huh. that, like, people didn't care about, and right. then she was in uh, the the shitty Terminator reboot oh. that nobody right. gave a shit about. It's like. Well, yeah, duh, you want to be on the Marvel yeah. shit? They're going to give you a fuck ton of money. Yeah. They're scooping up all the, the Game of Thrones people. Because uh-huh. Kit Harington's in it. Yep. Whoever played Rob Stark is in uh, Immortals, Eternals. Yeah. Who fucking cares? Exactly. <laughs> so I just, like, I, I couldn't help but look at this a bit nihilistically. It's yeah. like, yeah, I, I know. Like, as they're shoveling the money right. into your fucking garage. Yeah. Like, I just think Marvel is so cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm... She was also in yeah. Solo, though, which I like Solo. I guess her character was fine, okay. whatever, yeah. but... I don't remember. Um, to keep in the trend of Marvel stuff, though, uh, Issa Rae, sorry if I pronounced her name wrong, it's I-S-S-A, has been cast as Spider-Woman in Into the Spider-Verse 2. It's animated, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing that I was that I known her from is the movie Little. So you probably don't remember this. We would see trailers for it. It was where that office lady woke up as a kid. Do you remember that? Oh, shit. She wasn't yeah. the office lady. She was her friend. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that's what she's from. I couldn't find okay. anything else. I mean, it's animated voice acting. Like, I'm sure she'll do great. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, and then this is actually our two last bits of news are kind of references to what we did last week or what we talked about, rather. Whoa. So a sequel to Corella is in the works at Disney already. Already? Director Craig uh, Gil- Gillespie and screenwriter Tony McNamara are both expected to return. Just throwing that in there. And Paramount sets a March 31st, 2023 release date for a new Quiet Place spinoff. Based on an idea from John Krasinski. It is not A Quiet Place Part 3. Okay. It is probably, assumedly set in the same universe, but it's some sort of a spinoff. Right. I mean, just... Could be, like, following different people or something Well, yeah, like I that. mean, like, yeah. even, you, you set up with, like, the second one, and these movies are so cheap to make, and, like, if they've already yeah. made over $60 million and all that stuff, like, yeah. yeah, it's totally understandable that if it's printing money, let it keep printing money. Yeah. So... Whatever, I guess. I mean, I, I'd, I'm i more excited about a Corella movie than a Quiet Place yeah. thing, personally. I, I'd, I'd be I'd be curious to see what they do in another Cruella movie. Yeah. So we can finally know if those dogs were... Uh, yeah. Brother and sister. <laughs> brother and sister. Uh, oh, fuck. That's it for the news, guys. Um, We're going to do plugs, and then we're going to talk about Conjuring uh, 3. We had said this is going to be probably our shortest episode, probably on terms of being with nobody. Yeah. Because uh, I know that one was super short. Yeah. Uh, so a lot to say. Before we get into the movie, though, if you want to follow us on Twitter at HST1Pod, we'd love to hear from you. Say yeah. hi. We'd love to hit you up, call you a king or queen or whatever your respective pronoun is. Yeah. Possibly a kingdom if you are a they. <laughs> I just think that's You're appropriate. You're the entire kingdom. I just think that's appropriate. <laughs> I'd want to be called a kingdom. King, queen, um, kingdom. <laughs> Would it be a queendom if it's... No, that's thinking too much about it. Yeah. Or uh, if you want to send us questions for the show, hit us up there or at gmail.com at uh, hst1pod at gmail.com. Sorry, we are fucking with our cut headsets Cut it down! Now. Well, mine, mine cut out, I too. I don't care! Dude, mine cut out, too. Hold on, keep talking. Can you say something? No. Okay. Okay, now it's fine. Don't touch it anymore. Guys, um, we need your help. We uh, Give us money. We need to buy new cables for our headsets. Please. It's just the cables. The headsets are fine. I yeah, know they are. Yeah, it's literally just the cables. Like, uh, we have those, uh, what are they, the Audio-Technica's A40s? Or A- sure. AT40s? Look down. Look down. Uh, no, it doesn't say on the top. But yeah, they're great headphones. Like I, I still yeah. love them, but it's just the, the cables. Pretty sure it's the cables. They're just cheaper. Stop touching. I'm trying to touch mine. Well, you're touching mine. Gross. Nobody would want to touch yours. Wow, thank you so God much. is ass. <laughs> All right, we're going to be talking about Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. Like I said, we're not talking non-spoilers and then spoilers no. this week. Uh, typically, that's what we'll do, though. So if this is your first time listening, it's not usually our... Uh... Format. Yeah, it's not usually... Thank you. I was going to say welcome. it's not usually our usual. And I'm like, well, I don't want to say that's that. That's dumb. Yeah. Format is a word. Becca, what is this movie about? Uh, that's a great question. Kind of, hold on. <laughs> give, give like, a, a broad synopsis and then we'll talk about okay, everything Okay, so else. obviously this is the third Conjuring movie. So if you've seen the other two, you know that... The other seven? Yeah. I'm talking about the Conjuring specifically. Can you not go into the cinematic universe? You're not talking about the CCU? <sighs> no. Conjuring cinematic. So Ed and what's her name? Lorraine. Lorraine. Okay, Lorraine uh, and Ed 
what Warren. Warren. Um, I, I don't fucking care about their names. Sorry. Um, they were real life. Exorcist. Or still are. I'm not sure if they're. I don't know. Uh, he, he, if you've seen The Conjuring, you know the story. I'm not going to explain it all. So this one was another possession, but this one was like uh, a strange one because they had like, a, like an eight year old boy that they were trying to exercise, and then like the demon was like passed from him to one of the other guys that was at the exorcism, which, like he was like a, the the kids sister's boyfriend or whatever and um so then he kills somebody and goes to jail and they're trying to figure out okay well he didn't he like he was possessed when he like murdered this person so you can't charge him because what what do they say not guilty by reason of demonic possession sure that's what they said i think that should legitimately be a thing by the way Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you got to be able to prove it correctly. Well, but, yeah, but exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that, and that was the, the journey of this was that they were trying to prove that uh, Arnie, the 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 killer guy, I guess, um, was possessed while he committed the murder. Uh, they saw that he was no longer possessed and they're like, well, what's up with that? We don't understand this. Like, demons don't usually just like go away start searching for things they find out it's like uh satan stuff like occult stuff and uh the family was cursed and there's like a little like witch's totem that's found and so they go on this journey to try to figure out what the witch's totem means and they find out the curse uh and what it means specifically uh and yeah like throughout the movie it's just another conjuring movie it's just lorraine walking around going oh my god i can see what happens here uh and ed going no lorraine please be safe um so yeah like i i i guess that's the movie so you're not good at broad strokes, are you? What do you mean? You gave, like, beat for beat for, like, the first hour of the movie. Okay, but after that, it didn't really matter. <laughs> Fuck. So. <laughs> Am I wrong, though? Am I wrong? Here's the thing. I, I'm going to talk about the stuff I liked with the movie. Okay. I think all the actors did great. Yeah. Specifically the, um, the young boy. I the think kid, it's, yeah. I think it was David or Brandon. It was something like David. that. David. Yeah. Uh, he was, they said he was eight years old and eight years old in the movie yeah. i'm not sure if he actually is right that kid was probably he one of the, the best mm-hmm. actors in the movie by far and you kind of glossed over the uh introduction scene which is an exorcism mm. but i think that 10 minute block maybe five minute block it's probably like one of the best parts of the movie yeah and for me like a lot of it just comes down to the uh the use of tension and mm-hmm. like unnerve is like it's really well done and yeah. like the the first little bit because one of our probably the thing that like creeped me out the most because for me for horror movies i like to be creeped out yes the jump scare shit everybody knows it's cheap whatever um but one of the the moments that happens is uh the boy is sleeping he gets woken up by pounding which mm-hmm. we don't really know where it's coming from yeah he runs into the bathroom that's attached to his room and like there's pounding on his bathroom door mm-hmm. he goes into the bathtub and he like brings the curtain around it and uh, it's like one of those clawfoot bathtubs because it was the 80s yeah so he's kind of like fully enclosed with the the shower curtain and uh, he's just sitting there he like hears the banging whatever 
And at one point, like, and this is getting slowly drawn out. Yeah. He looks up and he sees there's like a hand. Yeah. Like grabbed over the railing mm-hmm. and it just slowly pulls back yeah. and like goes away. Like that, that was good. Yeah, Like it for was. me, like, and there, uh, it was almost like a subversion of expectations because mm-hmm. like you thought maybe it would like jump, jump. at him yeah. through it. But like what ended up happening was the, uh, the shower head got turned on and blood came yeah. out. And then from there he kind of... I guess activated in a way that's when the demon kind of took him over because yeah. he he was started screaming his family bust in and then he stabbed his dad with some yeah. broken glass or yeah. something I'm not sure I, where he I got that from was, yeah. thinking about it um but yeah that's probably like one of the the best parts uh in terms of like overall horror because I do want to talk about it's a horror movie so yeah. we should talk about what it does effectively in terms of horror um for the most part though the movie is kind of a weird, like, CSI crime solving yeah. for, like, the first, for, like, the first half, I would say. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of it, like Becca had said, the Warrens are trying to figure out the connections between where this totem could have come from, if there's been ever any uh, similar instances in, in recent years. Mm-hmm. They eventually get uh, some leads on where they can go. I guess I'm still being vague. I don't know. I don't. I just don't want to. We like, don't need to go into specifics. I like People to can watch the movie. I like to talk in broad strokes though, because it is important to kind of show instead of just oh this happens this happens. Because like we yeah. don't need to just reiterate everything that happens with the plot. But yeah, it's kind of strange because like with your first two Conjuring movies, it's a family in a house. Yeah. Like that's your your movie, and I can't speak for the Annabelle movies. I haven't seen any of them. I'm pretty sure they're the same formula though, for mm-hmm. the most part. Aside from, like, the doll being passed around. Uh, didn't see La Llorona, didn't see uh, The Nun. But that's your format for, like, the first two movies. It's yeah. family in a house, and there's creepy shit that happens. Mm-hmm. With this, there's not a house. There's no. just, like, the, the overall, like, presence, I guess. And it, it's interesting because... I, I could see they were trying to do something new because, like, one of the... Um, the things that you notice is instead of there being a house that everything just kind of sticks to, um, the, the possessions kind of follow the people Yeah. more so. It's, it's more so like this, um, free, free willed presence that well, can kind of a, go. It's a curse. Yeah. It's a so curse. They curse. So curse the people, not the place. Sure. Exactly. So this, uh, ends up following like Becca had said, like Arnie, Mm-hmm. and uh, other people in the family for the most part just him though yeah uh because it gets passed to a person because like you had said he accepts the demon yeah whatever um and then as the warrens are slowly getting involved then they too start getting kind of roped into the the possessions and yeah. not that they get possessed but no they kind of get roped into like the the presence kind of being there instead of like they go to a house and get fucked with yeah. type of thing which yeah you're kind of used to but i mean aside from the, the introduction uh, exorcism scene, there was, like, a few things I probably reacted to in terms of, like, mm. jumping. And, like, maybe there was some stuff that I thought was uh, done well. But, like, for the most part, I, I mean, I can't remember any of the other scare, scares. And I feel like if something scares you, you should be able to you remember, remember it. it. With yeah. Hereditary, I remember... Ugh. When Tony Collette was pounding her head on the Ugh. fucking ceiling. Oh, I remember so when they throw the book into the fireplace and the dad starts on fire. Yeah. I remember when the girl's head gets to cap. Like, yeah. I remember like, all yeah, this shit. Because it, like, shocks you. Because it sticks with you. Yeah. I, even with Midsummer, I didn't care for Midsummer that much. Just right. throwing that out there. I remember when the guy jumps off the cliff. Yeah. And, like, that's fucked up. Uh-huh. I remember seeing, like, the weird deformed girl's face. Yep. 
I remember uh, they're getting drugged all the time, and mm-hmm. like when they get lit on fire in the yeah. end, in like the the bear suit. Exactly. Like I can remember this shit. If you ask me, like in the Conjuring, as opposed or uh, instead of just that one scene, I, I don't. I don't know really remember anything that spooked me right um i actually want to pass this to becca because she reacted to a a certain set piece that we had but it was for a different reason so i kind of want to pass it to you oh yeah just so you can talk about it yeah uh, they were in a morgue at one point like searching for uh, a girl it it goes who was connected to yeah yeah um they were trying to find the connections to uh to arnie and the curse there and they eventually found that there was a similar totem given to this girl, and they were trying to see if they can physically find the link, because, yeah. as you had said, Lorraine can see things, right. and by touching the girl, they knew that she would be able to She would be connected, see... but the girl was dead. Yes. So, and for, they, like... For months? Months, yeah. Four months, they said like, they were looking for in her. The, and they found a body in a, a river, or whatever. Um, a huge, like... Yeah, and so uh, they were trying to figure out if it was actually the girl or not, because they hadn't identified her yet. Um, so they're in the morgue. Lorraine's just grasping onto a, a dead hand, which is absolutely disgusting. Uh, and then, <laughs> for whatever godforsaken reason, they thought this would be a great idea. Kenny was laughing at it. I was traumatized. Um... <laughs> But that's because I've been traumatized by the same thing before. Well, not quite the same thing. I was going to say. But by bloated corpses, I've been traumatized. Um, And so they had this fucking bloated ass, half decomposed body, like, jump up and start running around the morgue. And it looked absolutely ridiculous. Kenny was, like, laughing because it looked so ridiculous. And I was trying not to vomit because it was just... It was too much for me. So to I need to clarify, like for you, because I know you're saying it made you uncomfortable and everything. Is it just because of your experiences, or is it because of, like, the instance? Did you think it was creepy, or was no? It... I didn't think it was creepy okay. at all. It's I just literally wanna... just because I have PTSD. Sure. Okay. I just want to address <laughs> that for the people that no, like it was not. It wasn't creepy. If you if you have no previous trauma, uh, based on dead bodies, it, it'll be fine. It's not. It's not really creepy it's more goofy honestly like the way that they they show it and they bring him in twice yeah i was personally just disgusted by it for my own past experiences (laughs) so like i said i just wanted to address that yeah because i didn't actually get that from you if you were more so just disgusted because of your own thing or if it was like the actual thing. no i was more just disgusted okay so then i was like actually creeped out because it just looked dumb yeah it really did but like that's what i mean in terms of the scares like we don't have a whole lot no um i guess talking about the the body we can kind of talk about the the overall spoilers for the movie that we had alluded to so we have this character introduced who used to be a father for the church Mm -hmm. that the the warrens find out about um he was involved with uh i think he was learning about the the church of the ram cult or something like that the church of the ram which is kind of a metal name um, and he, we don't get specifically told why he got excommunicated. Uh, assumedly he got too deep into no, it. No, he didn't get excommunicated. He just retired. They said. Oh, really? They, yeah. He's, they, the one guy said, oh, he's not a father anymore. He's retired now. Oh, I thought That's they. That's why. Okay. No, I guess I missed the retired. him. Okay. So yeah, we, we eventually get introduced to this character pretty early on when they find the totem and they're trying to figure out its significance. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I, I guess just jump into the end of it. We eventually learn that the the witch who has been causing all this was his daughter. Yeah. Because of his obsession with the occult, eventually got passed to her. Yeah. And she like went in on it because yeah. she didn't have like the protection of God, I mm. guess, in a way. You know, like she right. didn't. When you look at something between good and evil and you go to evil first, yeah. like, it's not very easy to be protected from right. that kind of shit. So we find out that she was the one who was kind of orchestrating everything just to appease a demon, yeah. I guess, at the end of it. Because they said with the curse, because she summoned the demon, she had, like, a black altar and all that shit. And it was, the demon had to be satiated by a child, a suicide, and a, a person of God. I think it was. That was the three, right? A child, a lover, and a man of God. And each one of them had to murder somebody and then kill themselves for that one to be complete. Right. Yeah. So then, so when... that's Arnie had murdered somebody. So, yeah. Arnie that... had murdered somebody and then they're trying to stop him from killing himself so that that one isn't complete. Right. And then, well... Dude, this movie's so confusing. Yeah, I know. Big plot it's just, hole, I know. And no, it's just convoluted because, like, yeah. the the girl that we said who died, they said she was out of high school. Yeah, so, she I mean, was in college, so I they, she still they were been... considering that one the kid, I guess. Yeah, but... Well, Even that's... though it actually possessed an eight-year-old, but didn't do anything. But so. that's what you think about because, like, in, in terms of how it worked out, she got possessed first. Right. So she couldn't have been the kid. She would have been the lover because, I mean, based on implication, right. she she had a girlfriend or a friend yeah. and she killed her or whatever. Um, and then David would have been the kid because he was eight. Right. But then, but then it got passed lover. to Arnie, even though Arnie was assumedly, I mean, he was working, we assumedly out of high school because he wasn't I going he to was school. Older or, than that. Yeah, that's what I mean, though. Yeah. So he wouldn't be constituted as the kid. So no. it's like what? Well, exactly. That's constitutes a kid. He, he would be another lover. And I still love how our last attempted at killing was uh, the 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 witch runs up to to Ed to Ed Warren and yeah. like blows pixie dust in his face and he yeah. goes crazy. Yeah. And then like the uh, they tried to have him kill Lorraine. Yeah, but their love overcame it. Yeah, because so um, I know we broke the curse. Um, I haven't seen the the first movie in a long time. Yeah. Uh, we saw the second one recently. I don't remember, I don't remember any of anything. this stuff happening, but with this movie specifically, we kind of focused on the Warren's past. Yeah. Uh, specifically when they were kids and when they met and when they fell in love and love ended up saving them from the devil. Yeah. Or, or whatever, or yeah. some powerful ass demon. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And I think Lorraine literally says like, she underestimated our love. Like, some shit like that. Like, I don't want... I'm sorry. But here's the thing. It's like, I'd be totally cool if we have, like, an early years Ed and Lorraine Warren. And, like, say they do, like, maybe their first or second exorcism or attempt yeah. to help. And they fuck up. Like, people die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd be down for that. Like, yeah. kind of subvert expectations. Because yeah. you're so used to them going in, helping. It's a little fucked up, but everyone's fine by right. the end. But, like, if we go in and, like, people die, yeah. like, that would be that cool. That would be cool. That would be interesting. I'd watch that. You know what I mean? But, yeah, we end up uh, love conquers all type shit, yep, even against the devil. horror movie. Well, it's funny because, like, even God didn't save them. Love did. Yep, exactly. Which is, like, really weird if you think about it because their whole thing is, like, they're people of God and they believe in this yeah, stuff. Yeah, and they're yeah, trying yeah. To, it doesn't but, like, matter. The God didn't do anything. You eh. just you just gotta Who love. Cares? You gotta love. You gotta love you gotta gazebos. Love, you gotta love hard enough, and then the demons will go away. Because apparently, demons hate love. 
make out in a gazebo to save yourself from demons. Yes. That's the moral of this story. I'm trying to bring that around to like a podcast title. That's it. We don't need it. It doesn't matter. Nope. That's not quiet. Why is your phone always going off, Kenneth? You're so unprofessional. Make out with gazebos to kill the demons. That's stupid. It is stupid. Uh, Stop thinking about it. So, I mean, yeah, that's basically... Final thoughts? I'm not done talking. Oh. That's basically the movie, though. I mean, we know you didn't like it. I mean... Hey, I didn't say I didn't like it. I I didn't hate it. Like, that's the thing. And I didn't hate it. I can't even say I disliked it. I just, for the most part, it just wasn't engaging. Like I I said, like... It's fine if you try to subvert expectations and try to do something a bit differently. Obviously, with the first and second movie, you have the house. By the third movie, you'd want to mix it up a little bit. You'd want to try to do something differently. Yeah. But, like, just changing it to, like, this weird crime trying to find out who did yeah what and how it all ties together and like the the revelation that it was just the guy that they met in this movie's yeah kid <clears throat> like it's just weak it's yeah. it's nothing like i like i said i was struggling to remember some of the scares and if you didn't react the way you did with the morgue i probably would have forgotten about that too. yeah exactly so it's like with when your horror movie isn't even memorable in terms of its scares <laughs> yeah that aren't. I mean, there were jump scares, you know. Like well, of the one that there I think were jump of. Scares. The one that I think of when uh, Arnie first gets uh, um, possessed, uh, it was kind of cool. He was um, in like their house, which had like a bunch of dogs yeah. in it and whatever. And he was at the end of the hallway, and all the lights went out, and like a demon just kind of charged him. But yeah. it was like, it, it's still a jump scare. Like, yeah. well, yeah, and that's the thing too. We saw the actual demon at the beginning of the movie, and then it just never made an appearance again because it was really creepy looking yep. like it was like this tall gangly figure with like really long stringy hair it looked I, very like fleshy yeah like i wanted to see more of that but instead they just had a bloated corpse running around instead for whatever reason they could have put the demon in there it would have been a lot better but what do i know but i mean even when you like you say that about the demon and then you go back to the second one and you think of um Valken, is that her name? The the demon? The the nun. Oh, yeah. Like, she's creepy. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I still remember when um, Lorraine is trying to find out about her when, like, uh, she looks at the painting. Oh, yeah. And, like, in that room, like, she comes out of nowhere. To, yeah. I mean, that's kind of a jump scare. But still, uh. like, that sense of, like, it just doesn't feel right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, you had the crooked man in mm-hmm. that movie, and you also had, like, that other demon. And even the first one, like, I, I remember... um. When the mom goes down in the basement and the clapping hands. Oh, God, yeah. Like, that, that fucked me. with me. Yeah. What fucked with me more was when uh, the kids were going to bed and then went on top of their <gasps> dresser. See, you're reacting now. I hated the demon that was scene. There. The demon was, and it zooms I, in on it. I hated it, that. It fucks with you. Yeah. And I can't, that uh, apart from, like, the beginning with a hand, like, yeah. I can't think of anything else. There really wasn't anything. And that's, again, like, with the, with the demon thing, why did it just drop off? It showed the demon at the beginning of the movie, and then it just stopped showing it. Like, it's like, I don't know. It's ironic because it seems like the demon was, like, the secondary character to the witch. When, like, a demon is a big fucking deal. And And the demon is the thing that's possessing all of them. Yeah, and is doing all this shit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was summoned by this witch, but, like, you'd want to focus more on the demon because, like, shit's fucked when there's a demon around. And even with the, the ending... The, the demon still wasn't shown, you know? Sure. It took the form of her. 
because it uh, it took the form of the witch because it took her soul. Yeah, which I it, understand. It took her soul, but like we still didn't see the demon. Like it was, right. It was just a. It was shown as like, oh my god, this is like this creepy demon that's like following them around and everything. And then it, it's just like this invisible entity for the rest of the movie. It's like, uh, well, you showed us it. Why can't you keep showing us it? I don't know. It, it was kind of weird. You can definitely tell that James Wan was not involved in any way. It said yeah. story by James Wan, but like, what kind of fucking bullshit is yeah. that? It's like slapping your name on like producer. Yeah. Like that doesn't mean anything. Mm. Like maybe he wrote the script or right. maybe he, you know, a general idea. Hey, wouldn't it be cool if, and like he yeah. didn't flesh it out and they just ran with it. Right. But like. Yeah. There were a lot of uh, just things that didn't really make sense. I guess movie, thinking I about guess. it. Your horror movie fails if you don't remember the scares. Yeah. And I hate to be, like, melodramatic, but, like, at the end of it, like, yeah, like, that's it. So I would probably say I, uh, I forget our thing already. I pretend I do not see. Oh, yeah. I'd probably give it that, honestly. I would, too. Hey, if you got HBO Max, this is on HBO Max. Give it a watch. I mean, fuck it. Who cares? And if you're into the Conjuring movies and, like, all that, like, yeah, sure, give it a watch. But, like, if this is your first one, nah. Don't do it. Watch something else. Specifically, if maybe you saw Curse of La Llorona and you thought that was a pile of shit. We haven't seen it. I'm not too sure. It's the same director. So Uh, just know that going in. Like, it's going to be very similar on that level. Yeah. So... However, yeah. I, I haven't seen the movie, but I know people did not right. care for that at all. Didn't it was same it. with like the nun. I think they were just jump scare yeah. bullshit garbage, which this is verging on. But like, honestly, if it didn't have the actors in it, like it would be true abysmal. Like true. it'd probably be on the, the level of like Mortal Kombat or yeah. I did not like Spiral. Like thinking about yeah. it, like Spiral was bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it'd probably be around that level, but yeah. it's not that yeah. horrible. I just, like I said, if you got HBO Max don't spend any money and yeah. you watch it at home. That yeah. that works. Totally yeah. fine. Do it up. Or if you like the Conjuring movies, there's no stopping you. Yeah. But overall, I just... Yeah. It's, no. It was just not a great horror movie. Yeah. So, and like I said, at the end of it, that's all that matters. Yeah. So. Exactly. Uh, guys, it's going to be our review for The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Yeah. Or Devil Made Me Do It. Whatever. Um... Just so you guys are aware, for the next two weeks, we will not be covering new releases. Our next new release we'll be covering is going to be Fast 9, which is the 25th, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week is Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. We're and not I watching would, that. I would rather shove a protractor up my urethra than watch yeah, the Hitman's I'm Wife's not, Bodyguard. I will not be subjected to that. So Also, they, they mentioned something about powerful asexuality in it. And that just completely turned me off from the movie. Yeah. Not because I hate asexuals. I am asexual. But, like, just the fact they had to throw that in there and it's in the trailer. It's like, haha, look, we're appeasing to the gay community. It's like, no, shut the fuck up. Leave me alone. That's very weird. Um, <laughs> so just so you guys are aware, we're probably going to be covering more films the next two weeks. Yeah, movies we want to watch. So... <laughs> More than likely, I'm going to pull from my Criterions that I bought yeah. last year. I haven't opened any of them, so we're probably going to go through those. I think I said last week we'll probably be talking about The Life Aquatic next week. Mm-hmm. Um, that could change. Um, just letting you guys know what to expect for yeah. the next two weeks, at the very least, until Fast 9 comes out. But Fast 9, and then the week after that, we'll be covering the new A24 movie, Zola, which I'm yeah. actually pretty excited for. Yep. I just, like, I want to talk about movies that, like have me actually enjoyed watching like, another round i 
that movie is great because yeah. we just got to like talk about a story. I'm oh, just, yeah. I'm just tired of like there's nothing yep. already, even though movies just started back yeah, again. Exactly. We're just uh, retreating to the old stuff already. Mm. So, can't wait for Oscar season. Um, there are a lot of movies coming out soon though that I'm looking forward to. Legitimately, yeah. like I think Old is in July. Mm-hmm. Uh, we said that movie Demonic comes out in August. Yep. Last night in Soho was like October, I believe. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a good end of the year. It's just getting sure. there might be a little tough. Yeah. So, guys, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Like I said, I apologize for kind of being a little weird uh, this one. I'm feeling a little fucked up. Hey, faded. but we're fully vaccinated now, so you can't hate us for that. I'm faded off the vax, if you will. Off the vax. Pfizer got me tripping. <gasps> <laughs> We're going to end it there, guys. Uh, we'll that s- should be the title. I don't want to have that in the title. <laughs> um, we'll see you guys next week, hopefully, for uh, The Life Aquatic, yep. more than likely. Uh, have a great week, and we will see you soon. Bye! Bye!